0: Welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Rumble, YouTube, all kinds of places to look for us. Please like and subscribe on any of them or all of them. We also love interacting with our audience, so join us on all the social platforms such as LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and many more. All right. All right. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. We know you have many options. Uh, I today have a guest again. Uh, my brother, Jason, decided, hey, let's get back together and do that again. That was kind of interesting. And so here we are. Uh, we are going to roll into something that, I'm. Mean, let's be real, uh, I don't know that either one of us are totally prepared for. And so you're going to get to hear us process this content uh, live time. So it it may sound different it may work out fantastic you know we I I'm, I'm going to be honest I'm going to just disclaimer here real quick I may say something really dumb in this one because when I'm less prepared I'm more likely to say something dumb that being said you know that's part of the process that's how we learn and grow so we're just going to go ahead and and get rolling uh the topic that we We discussed bringing up today. Well, we actually threw out a bunch of things uh, today, but the one we settled on, we're going to address toss. Look at that. I'm already fumbling my words. There you go. Toxic masculinity. All right, and that's uh you know, that's a topic that's really tough to discuss today because all of this changing gender norm stuff that's going on and uh you know the reality that a lot of men can do a lot of things and a lot of women can do a lot of things and you know we're we're just rolling into this category with so many options and so many avenues we could go down and uh we're just going to see where it goes. We do have a start spot that is about the only thing that we've decided on was let's have a start spot and with that we're gonna roll into a definition uh i believe we are gonna use the 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 site that's a hundred percent reliable uh that was sarcasm for those of you who don't know sarcasm right off the bat uh but we we are gonna roll into a wikipedia definition of toxic masculinity see i got it right that time folks all right, my my brother actually has that definition in front of him, so he's going to roll with that, and then we're we're off
1: all right. It's a set of certain male behaviors associated with harm to society and men themselves. Traditional stereotypes of men as socially dominant along with related traits such as misogyny and homophobia, can be considered toxic due in part to their promotion of violence, including sexual assault. And domestic violence
0: oh my gosh! Um I'm actually right now jotting down some notes. Those you are watching on Rumble or YouTube. you're seeing me look straight down because i honestly he he read part of it to me, but I did not hear the end of that the first time so uh, this is really my first time hearing. I, so male dominant. I heard like it's male dominance. That word is in there. Is that correct? Uh,
1: Socially dominant.
0: Socially. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um. So we are toxic. Talk- we're talking toxic masculinity. We're not talking about masculinity. We're talking about the toxic version of it. And so socially dominant. I guess that fits Uh, well I'm I'm trying to I'm wrestling with the misogyny homophobia and violence like those were three things that were brought up at the latter part of that which is the first time that I've heard it Uh, can you read that part again for me because I'm trying to break that down in my brain
1: traditional stereotypes of men as socially dominant along with related traits such as misogyny and homophobia can be considered toxic due in part to their promotion of violence, including sexual assault and domestic violence.
0: Okay. So toxic means it's promoting violence.
1: Yes. So it's, this is weird because if you just go through that and you just re restate it, but instead of using the words, you say related traits such as hatred or contempt for women, hatred towards uh homosexual behavior or violence which include physical assault and assault of family members so i just restated it using other words instead of the words that were used in there which okay. i guess yo i mean okay fine i agree <laughs> That's all, all that's toxic, right? I mean, maybe. Okay. So
0: let me, let me throw this idea at you. All right. What about emotional dysregulation? People emotionally dysregulate routinely men, women, uh, little kids, adults, like people dysregulate emotionally and emotional dysregulation often comes with, uh, a pattern of of a uh, 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 blind sprinting, you know, you got you can't see where you're going, but you're going a hundred percent in a direction, and you know you you run into things, you make a mess. It's it's not good. In that, we often say so. I, I often do this with with clients sitting in my office when they're sitting on the couch and they're venting. Somewhere between, I don't know, 25 and 75% of what they say, they don't mean. Now, I'm not saying that it's right that they're being mean or disrespectful in their venting, but if we know they're venting or emotionally dysregulated, if we know that's happening, then we we have to take their words with a grain of salt because. They 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 can't control that overflow as well as they normally would be able to. And so they can express hatred or, you know, even things that people would clara- would classify in the category of misogyny, homophobia, or uh things that would perpetuate violence. If they saying things something like, seriously, I could kill them. But they don't mean it. You know, they don't mean it. They're, you, you know, you know that underneath that emotional dysregulation is not that level of hatred, but it comes out really ugly. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying would, to process that because
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, because that's, that's a different, uh, plane of consciousness because you're, you're, You're thinking about thinking about it in a sense where you're trying to put yourself in a position to where you're, you're letting your emotions overflow. And so you go to a phantom place where you feel safe and you can say something like that, even if it's not real. Right.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Am I, am I stating that correctly? Like, I
0: mean. It sounds sounds good to me. I mean, what you're talking about is the waking dream state. It's the idea of we have to have a safe place to process. We often do that in our dream, right? Where we're unbound by gravity and oxygen and all the other normal things of life. And we can just process. But when we're awake, well, we can't process that way until we put ourselves in a place for instance um i often i talk about the the different levels of safety emotional safety relational safety spiritual safety environmental safety and stuff like that physical safety we go to a place where we are safe and then we process it we get it out in the open and it's messy and it's gross and it's ugly but yeah that's what you're talking about
1: yeah 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 so so or so are you saying then that that can be interpreted as toxic masculinity even though it it might not be
0: absolutely especially now like when i when i translate that into 2023 which is what we're in in 2023 everybody's got a a phone a device that records things that used to be done in private often now are public and so, where we used to be really truly safe, we now are not. And so we are learning as, as a you know as a human race that, wow, I'm not safe anywhere, which is horrible, but that's I mean obviously why I have a job, <laughs> you know, like right. I see people and you know I, pre- I create safe space where there is no recording going on. Like they're, they, you know, they're, they can say whatever they want to say. They could be mad. They could be, you know, whatever. But right now, you go out in the public, you're on the sidewalk and you say something, and somebody turns around and screams, Misogynist, you're horrible. You're a terrible human being. And you're like, I was having a conversation with a friend. I was venting, thinking I was safe, but clearly I was not. And so we get all of these perceptions that there's a Mm -hmm. ton of toxic masculinity when all reality might point to a very different version. It might be men actually learning how to talk about crap. I mean, I'm not saying it's that way, but it could be like that's a different way of looking at the same problem.
1: Yeah. And part of like the follow on of the definition here is it discusses that safe space in a way. And it says, uh, boys will be boys. And another way that's not in here that I've heard is where it's, uh, it's locker room talk, right? Those are safe spaces, apparently historically, right? Uh, is that toxic masculinity then? So are the safe spaces, if boys are being boys or you have locker room talk, are boys, are they Toxically masculine, or are they learning how to be masculine? That might be interesting.
0: Yeah, okay. Well go down that path. You know, the difference between toxic masculinity and masculinity. Like what then is masculinity?
1: Uh yeah, okay. That's interesting.
0: Because I've done a bunch of a bunch of stuff on this one in the past, but I want to hear your thoughts. Like wh- what is your thought?
1: Uh, you know, (laughs) it's, it's learning how to use the, the, I guess the testosterone, which would, I guess the difference between masculinity and femininity might be the different hormones that we, that we possess. So. True masculinity is learning how to harness the power that testosterone provides to the upper end of the spectrum of being male that, uh, that enables you to provide that, that protective, uh, cover that is usually associated with being a male, I think. And so that's what masculinity is. It's that 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 power speed and strength uh along that that spectrum and learning how to control that that would be my definition it might be weak i don't know i'm thinking out loud here but
0: <laughs> um i uh well whatever it is i don't know why but on this part i've spent a lot of time on that like that so when you're talking about basically maleness you know the idea of being a protector Um, You know, here's the thing. When you look at the difference between masculine and and feminine, they're both protectors. They're just protectors in different ways, typically. And those ways, this is is where when we talk about, you know, gender norms, when we talk about um, a, a social attribution of what is within the male spectrum and the female spectrum, we end up in this debate right here, where it's, you know, well, Women can protect as good as men, uh, sometimes better, depending on the situation. I mean, in all reality, in a social situation, I'm going to take my wife's, um, her interpretation of the social social situation, I'm going to take that very seriously because she has a different way of picking up information than I do. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's better. It's going to create a better safety for me, for my family, for the people that I, I I don't know and don't even know that I should care about, right? Like she's going to pick up stuff that I don't pick up. And in that way, she's more protective in, a, in certain situations. But what you then went on to attribute was power, speed, strength. Well, some people would argue because there's the overlap between the male and the female spectrums well some women are stronger than men that's a fact that's true so should they be relegated to some other version of uh you know uh, the 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 protection scale no but generally speaking these these norms these social norms fall on a spectrum and you know the vast majority of men. This is reality. This is not, from my vantage point, this is reality. M- you know the vast majority of men are going to outstrengthen the vast majority of women. I think that's a, a biological re- real statement. Now there's confusion being added to it because of all the, you know, gender transformations where you've got you know a, a, a previously male swimmer swimming on female teams and Mm -hmm. addressing themselves as female and it's creating tons and tons of confusion. That being said, the power speed and strength piece, what is the significance of that within the dynamic of masculinity, not toxic masculinity?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, So if, if your example of uh, a social situation where, uh, your wife becomes the protector in that scenario. Um, I would say the power, speed, and strength comes in a, in an environmental situation. So we're talking in a dangerous situation in public, let's say, or or out in the woods. Uh, that's where the environmental factors um, coincide with the masculinity that that the male would bring in order to provide the needed protection. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about uh, another dangerous man or a dangerous animal or a dangerous situation, like a storm of some sort, whatever it is, it's environmental. And, and now we can harness our masculinity in that situation to protect ourselves and our families or whoever's with us. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. That would not be toxic in that situation. That would be just, just plain old protection. Yeah, there was there was a, a a video I saw. I'd like to say in the last week or two that was floating around on social media, that was a a a man who literally climbs out of a window. Now, for, let me let me preface. Th- there's a baby hanging from a window, like you know, a toddler, like a maybe a two year old, and there's several stories off the ground, and hey. and this man literally climbs out a window up above and goes like like monkey style like hanging you know from the the building reaches down grabs the baby basically tosses them in the window more or less and then climbs back in the building like is that toxic masculinity or is that just masculinity
1: that's just masculinity but check this out. <laughs> Wait. Um, so I saw a video probably a month or two ago of a, I want to say it was a rabid possum or a rabid raccoon that had, uh, or maybe it was a coyote. I don't remember the animal, whatever it was. It was, it was small, but, but brutal. I mean, it's a wild animal, right? It grabbed a hold of, of a kid and the mom was unlocking the door, or opening the door, recognize this because the kid was screaming. And like literally ran over, like grabbed the animal, and like and the animal kind of turned on her, and like she she's like yelling, "Get inside, get inside, and she's holding the animal like this, and she's like walking away and like throws it, right yeah, like so both both characteristics exist simultaneously, right like it's so is it was she being masculine uh well, I don't know. If socially or I mean not socially but like by definition, uh yes. No, according
0: to social norms.
1: Or yeah, social to, norms, there you go.
0: According to social norms, absolutely. Like people are going to be like, "Was she on steroids?" Like, I mean, not uh, just a regular you know, mom. Yeah. She was a mom that was, you know, most likely seeing the urgency and the need saying, "Huh, nobody else is going to do this for us." it's gotta be me.
1: Yeah. 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 And that's and she cool. Just,
0: She's just went ham on that animal
1: big time. Yeah. It was cool to see. It was, it was awesome, but, uh, okay. So wait, I got a random segue that might push us into a different area, but, uh, let's say we go down the road of femininity, right? So you have, uh, the social norms of femininity, which would be like a comforting, uh, and, uh, empathy, you know, uh, and, and maybe better listening skills than the masculine traits in a social situations. Uh, How can a man do that in this environment?
0: Uh, You mean empathy and
1: yeah. So let's say you see, okay. So let's say uh, if, if a, I saw a video, I want to say it was a comedian talking about how, Uh, if, if a baby's crying and, and they're in a store and they're alone and, uh, the woman walks up to a baby, uh, or a toddler and, and says, Hey, how you doing? You know, where, where's your parents? You're talking, right? How about what if, what if a man were to do that in that situation? What, what would be the perspective of the masculine versus the feminine, um, characteristics in that situation
0: Ooh. Ooh, that's tricky okay. right it's tricky because the, the first okay because of the same stereotypes that lead us toward toxic masculinity yeah on the other end of the spectrum there is this uh, this often right or wrong there's often this perception of why is that man talking to that child
1: Right? And it's, yeah. And is the child crying because the man is talking? Like, what if someone right. comes in after this situation? How, that's weird, right?
0: Right. You know, you get that. Is he a creeper? <laughs> it's like, that's, you know, that's, that's the word that I would, I would yeah, yeah, yeah. say people would associate with it. Like, oh, is he just a creeper? Is he trying to kidnap that kid? Or right. Like, you know, but, but in all reality, that's an empathetic man. Uh, okay. So from a therapeutic lens, I would say empathy, empathy, I actually keyed in on that word right when you said it, because that's a, that's a, um, an important word in the, Mm -hmm. the mental health profession. Uh, men should be empathetic. Unfortunately, there's this history that has happened where, there, there have been, and here's the thing, there's, there's creepy men and creepy women. Let's be real. Like there's, there's good and bad of every, uh, you know, every kind. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but for whatever reason, historically, we have created this paradigm that you got to be really, really cautious around men because, um, historically men have, have been, uh, more aggressive in their, um, uh in their nastiness when they get nasty
1: their right? pursuits like, of malicious behavior
0: yes much better way of saying it <laughs> and so so we're we're fighting the old paradigm as men actually exhibit empathy and i would suggest even that going back in time i would say most men probably were more empathetic than not it's just really loud and aggressive men have kind of gotten the news cycle. You know, they they Mm -hmm. steal the scene much like right now we're seeing men and women and, you know, and and transgender, they're stealing the news cycles. And so it looks like it's, you know, all, all men, even though it's not all men, it's not Mm -hmm. even probably half men. It's probably not even three quarters of them. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's, you know, you're probably talking about a small percentage, but they're dominating the news cycle Mm -hmm. Um, or they're in dominant positions, right? Like they, they percolate toward the top somehow, which, you know, does lead into that whole conversation, which I don't, I don't think we should get into it today, but later on, maybe at some other time is, you know, well, what do you do about, you know, the male dominant culture, um which I, I don't know. I mean, I think we're, we've been moving away from that for a long time, but that's a conversation for a different time. Mm-hmm. um So, you know, you got a man who's being empathetic, you know, how do we not attribute them to being a creeper? Because it kind of looks similar,
1: but it's weird because it's like, a, I was trying to come up with an example, but if there's toxic masculinity, then the opposite, oh, whatever that was, <laughs> the opposite of that would be a more empathetic man, p- perhaps. But the perception of the more empathetic man is once again toxic masculinity. So it's like a boomerang, right? You're yeah, it's you're a toxically. Yeah. So you're toxically masculine because you're, you're exuding your power in a negative way. So you shift to the other end and you're like, okay, I'm going to be more empathetic. So I'm going to, I'm going to listen better and I'm going to feel more and, and try to assist in that way. But then now you're a creeper, which then makes you toxically masculine. So now you're back to here again, even though you're exactly the opposite. How to, how do we reconcile that? Like, what the heck? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one because that, that comes down to other people's perspectives. Like I don't get to decide if somebody views me as empathetic, loving, caring, and kind. They have to decide uh, if I'm yeah. empathetic, loving, caring, and kind. Well, yeah. you know, this, the, that same double edge when we, 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 apply that to women, I think comes out with, well, they, you know, they've slept with five people. They're a slut versus, you know, wait a minute. Maybe, maybe that's not it. Because if we look at men on a scale and say they slept with five people, we're probably not going, they're a man whore. You know, we're, we're, we just are, we are applying a scale that may or may not be accurate, but it's based on our own bias. So for me as a therapist, I'm going, how do I get rid of my bias? And more accurately assess any situation, right? Like, you know, let's say she slept with, you know, five people. Does that mean she's a slut? I mean, what if, if, like, this is a hypothetical, but this is how we empathize, right? We say, well, what if three of those died while they were in the relationship? Like, what if she just had a horrible string of, like, death come through her life, you know, over the last 15 years? All of a sudden we're going, wait a minute, that's not somebody who's just given it up to anybody. Right. And you know, the same thing we'd have to do with the man who shows up. And what if that's, what if that's just a man who's been lost before and somebody came along and rescued them and they're trying to pay it back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird.
1: I, I don't know uh but t- to me i guess it's well i mean that goes into like judgment territory now because now we're putting our own what if empathy is listening and now we're judging are we are we still empathetic no so see then then that's a tricky one too because that's a that's a social contagion now because that's us that's that's us looking outward trying to look inward again mm-hmm. right so we're looking at how others would perceive us so we perceive ourselves as someone else who's perceiving us and now we're judging someone else with those same with those same perspectives mm-hmm. and that's and that's not that's not empathetic that's that's just not listening
0: no empathy empathy would be judging in a situation only by the scale of the other person
1: in that by, situation,
0: uh huh, not by our own scale or standards as yes. an observer. Yes. It's, it's literally saying, I wonder what that man's past present future hopes and fears are. That's, that's why empathy is, is really a lot about curiosity because to judge yeah. the man who's helping the child, We have to know their past, present, and hopes and fears for
1: tomorrow. And the situation in its entirety. Mm -hmm. You have to know all of that at the same. You can't know that.
0: (laughs) That's right. Empathy, this is, I've talked about this on the podcast before. Empathy is a failing proposition. We will 100% fail at it. What it's designed to do, though, is to take judgment out of the equation and insert a healthy curiosity that's that's by its design because in order to attempt to see the world as if I'm somebody that I am not and never will be i have to set aside all of my preconceived notions my biases and will i ever do that perfectly nope
1: no not chance at all
0: no but but empathy gives gives us credit we get credit relationally for attempting to see the world as if we are them Like if you come into a situation and somebody is really hurting and you uh, align with them and you go, you go into a pity party with them, you're actually taking credit. You're actually harming them.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's a, that's where if someone comes to you and this kills me, I hate this. Someone comes to you and says, uh, you know, like my, my dog. Just died, right? Hit by a car, or we had to put him down, whatever it is. And within a minute of you telling someone that, they're telling you about their animal that died. Yeah. As if you want to hear that. Like, no, it it's not about you. I'm I'm currently grieving. You did grieve. (laughs) Yep. and, and that's, that's how it messes with my brain so much. I hate that. Mm-hmm. And, and it, but I feel at that sometimes too. And I catch myself and I'm like, oh, I just jacked that up.
0: When we want to talk about social norms, do you think, do you think it's more men who fall for this or women who fall for this?
1: Oh, dude, you're putting me on the spot. I know. Um, I would say, oh, dude. Okay. I'm going to. I'm going to guess. I'm going to say that. Well, I'm going to caveat this. I'm going to say that more women, more women probably fall for this only because most men don't aren't really good at listening. So hearing what was just said, and then reverting into that is less likely. Mm -hmm. That's my, that's my deal. That's, but I don't, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that's my thought. Mm
0: -hmm so statistically speaking and i don't i don't have the data in front of me but i do remember the data is dramatically one sided and it leans towards women fall for it um and it kind of makes sense uh when we put it in perspective because uh what we with masculinity and the perception of masculinity what what men tend toward is dude that sucks Okay, now do you want to play some baseball? Like, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's unfortunate because it's not a great level of empathy. Like it's it's typically not enough to move the person uh in you know to fully to the healthy spot. And yet it's also not the pity party. It's not the I'm gonna join you in the mess and and share my mess with you now that you're in the mess, and make it our mess and now we're just going to sit here and stew over like typically that's not what men do, right or wrong i'm not I'm not saying that one is better than the other, but they're they're matter of fact, I would actually argue both of them suck
1: <laughs> because i I agree men need be- a little more, and women maybe need a little less, yep. But, and so, yeah. so
0: that they're not putting, cause in the, in the clinical world, we call it counter transference. Are you familiar with that term?
1: No, man. That's a big word.
0: Counter transference is, uh, as a therapist, if I sit in the room with somebody and they're transferring information to me, that's called transference, Right. there there is a certain level of risk as a therapist sitting in a room, you know, having somebody say, yeah, I've done this bad thing and this bad thing. And, you know, me being like, I don't like you, right. That would be them transferring their stuff onto me and me creating a judgment or uh, something of that nature. But Mm -hmm. counter-transference is me putting my stuff on them. And this typically will happen. So um, many therapists, I do storytelling as a fair, fair amount of Uh, you know, intervention, not like, I don't know, not every time. Uh, A lot of it, I'll become a a professor temporarily, you know, I'll teach concepts. Sometimes I am relational and I'm just listening and just taking it in and asking questions. And then sometimes I will share some personal anecdotal information as a way of helping them see the multitude of possibilities, Mm -hmm. but from a view that's not their own because it's easier to take in and learn that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And so in that process though, I can transfer my crud onto them. Mm -hmm. And if I do that, then I am risking in the ethics. We've got, you know, autonomy, non-maleficence, beneficence, justice, fidelity, and veracity. Well, the second one is non-maleficence, which means to do no harm. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm transferring my stuff onto them, if I'm giving them additional baggage, I'm actually harming them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I have to be super careful that if and when I go into empathizing in a way where it's sharing, that I'm not putting my stuff on them, but creating a caveat for them, like a pathway for them to decide for themselves and do their healing.
1: Like creating a like a little mini world that they can view the situation through. That's not theirs. So devoid of almost like devoid of feeling, but not devoid of reason you're trying to, you're trying to get them to see that without their not through their lens of emotion in a sense.
0: Yes. Sort of kind of. Okay. So the only, what you said, I really, really liked except the one part where devoid of emotion, because Emotion is part of the experience and we don't want to totally. Go, so I often will say head, heart, soul. We got to account for all three, you know, the biological, psychological, sociological, cultural, spiritual, biological is like the brain, um, the, uh, the, so, uh, psychological, sociological, cultural is like the heart, um, and, and environmental, and then the spiritual at the end. And so uh, I typically would say that, and then when we recreate the world, we don't want to devoid it of emotion. We don't want to take all the emotion out of it because then it makes it seem like the emotion is the bad thing, but emotions aren't good or bad. They are information. We're just real. Yeah. We want emotion, but we want to be able to accurately assess the emotion with the balance of the brain.
1: So instead of like 90% emotion, 10% reason, you're trying to get it down to like 60, 40 or 40, 60, whatever it is that it's still there, but it's not the, it's not the overwhelming uh, component of it. Absolutely. Got it.
0: So it's, it's a tough process when you, when you go down that empathy pathway, um, because the hardest, the, honestly, the one thing, the, the hardest part of it is not passing judgment. It's the single most difficult part of it because, so for instance, you know, a person sits down in pity parties with somebody. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is passing a judgment. They don't know they're doing that. They think they're empathizing. But what they're actually doing is passing a judgment. Their judgment is this. Oh. I've been in the same spot as you. That's a judgment.
1: I know exactly how you feel.
0: I know exactly I've, how you feel. I yeah, know what see, you're thinking. That's a that, judgment.
1: Okay. So that's so that's where like the the toxic masculinity component of of you know like hey, you know my buddy just, you know, punched me in the face and and I'm telling you and then and I'm like, well, that sucks, man. I don't but whatever then is so there's, there's a balance there because there's very little empathy. There's no pity party and it's just like, get over it and move on. So there's a, that's a good thing in a sense, but then there's still a reason why they're telling you in a sense, because even though physically, like as a, as a man, like, yeah, okay, fine. Punch you in the face. It's not a big deal, whatever, you know, get over it. But there's more to it than just a punch in the face like does that Mm -hmm. does that sever the relationship in any kind of way and for most of us we get over it you know we've been in fights when we were little and by by recess we're we're playing again right like as boys uh but there's still a need there right i mean Mm -hmm. like even if it's just a little more than that Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah both of them actually both of those versions encourage weakness in the individual in front of us uh the individual who who comes in and says oh i've been there i know exactly how you feel is telling the person that you can't do this on your own like you, it's impossible you you need mm-hmm. somebody like me to come in and rescue you from your feelings, your thoughts, and all of that stuff. Here, let mm-hmm. me sit in this with you. And I, I get like, okay, so there's there's a nuance there because there's a certain amount of dependency in relationships. Mm-hmm. But when we sit and we tell somebody you can't do this on your own, that that weakens them. The mm-hmm. other version is more or less it comes across as why are you telling me this? suck it up, put some dirt on it and let's go.
1: Like, I don't care or whatever. It's almost
0: the, I don't care because we've all been there. It's almost that same judgment. It's the
1: same judgment. Yeah. It's just in a different mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Whereas in all reality is like, yeah, you got thoughts, you got feelings. And depending on the scenario that we're in, you may need to rub some dirt on it. We'll come back to it. But that's what we should say. We should say, Hey, look, we got this game to go get to. Like, you know, suck it up. I'll hang out with you afterwards and we'll process this. But for right now, like, let's p- push forward, right? That is a totally different, much less judgmental. It's more of a hey, we're going to consider the environment we're in, which is we got to push forward, but let's come back to this. It's tabling the topic, it's saying, you are important. This is important. Mm-hmm. I know you got, you know, things going on here and I don't know what all of them are. And I'm willing to give you my time, my love, my care, but we got to push forward, which is how we take toxic and just turn it into masculine, (laughs) you know, because saying saying environmentally, we've got to push forward, but I I know there's more here is saying, I'm going to withhold my judgment. We're going to get to the other side of this situation, and then we're going to come back and process. It's totally yeah, It's
1: your classic military story, right? I mean, friends dying here, friends dying here, mm-hmm. objectives here. And if that objective isn't reached, all of us are gonna die. And you gotta just put that aside, mm-hmm. meet that objective, and then process. And that's that's kinda but mm-hmm. here here's the thing. So segue back to the toxic masculinity, then uh all of it the uh, the uh, the violence or the – what do you call it? The social dominance is towards the feminine. That's specifically what toxic masculinity is referring to. So it's the misogyny, hatred towards women, homophobia, uh, the hatred towards, say, a feminine male, right, and then sexual assault, right, and then uh, domestic violence. It's, it's an attack. Toxic masculinity is specifically attack of the feminine.
0: Except even within our social norms, that still doesn't fit because we know, we know now, um, you know, over the last, you know, 30 years, we've learned a ton of stuff about uh, homosexuality and mm-hmm. homosexuality is the whole spectrum.
1: Okay, but it's, it's not still... a feminine,
0: it's not a feminine male.
1: No, it no, no. You're right. A
0: masculine male.
1: Correct. But it's but it's the it's the the socialized idea of it that that's is right. being attacked. Absolutely. And so 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 it's still a roundabouts way of attacking the feminine in a way.
0: Yeah, I mean it could be argued that. Yeah. I mean I can see that argument. Yeah. I just I think it falls apart in reality.
1: Right, but if that's the only one, then that's one of four, right? Yeah. Well, that's so true. so that's what I'm saying. It's still it's still, uh, it's. I think it's still attack of the feminine. I think that's what they're getting at with this definition. I don't know. I mean, this is Wikipedia. There might be a better definition somewhere in in <laughs> in your so. book. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I,
0: I really hope so. I mean, this made for a better yeah. conversation because you know it's taking the cultural stuff, not the, um, it, not necessarily reality. Right. It's it's it it did a good job of telling us the cultural view of it. And uh, okay.
1: but wait, is toxic masculinity anything other than cultural then? Because maybe there isn't maybe like literally that's part of the problem.
0: No, because when you add the word toxic in there, uh, you're talking about what we have decided is toxic. For instance, uh, there was there was something uh, about one of the uh, uh, it was Montana representative, somebody in the the you know in in a federal position senate there in the house i don't know where they are uh but they were they t- posted a picture of them hunting they were they were there on the ground with their with their uh um uh, i don't even know what it was um but they had gone hunting and so there mm-hmm. was a picture of them with their wife and their kill mm-hmm. and it, you know it got it got it actually got them banned from twitter or something temporarily because it was considered violence Well. It's toxic like uh, hunting that, is violence, yeah, apparently that's toxic um it, so when we talk about the word toxic, we automatically have to fall in the realm of what the what 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 are considered cultural norms, however, that even opens up a caveat that we definitely don't have time for because cultural norms are often dictated by. What we see the most, hear the most, not necessarily what we experience the most. For instance, go down the path of the media, what the media puts out and they put out all of this stuff happens. And the thing is what they're doing is cherry picking sometimes for their story. And I get why they do it, but they cherry pick all over the country for these 10 examples. It might be, you know, 10 of 20 but they make it look like it's all over the place. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, you know, you know, the, 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 the racism, like that's toxic racism right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're just seeing these, but how prevalent is the racism? I mean, I know it exists. I'm not naive, but does it exist to the level at which we are exposed to it? And that's, Mm -hmm. That's a totally different topic, but yeah, it's it's an interesting one. One that maybe one day we'll go down the path of. Sure. Um, so, just out of curiosity, of the things we talked about today, mm-hmm. uh, what are the what are the highlights for you? What is the, the did you have any of those moments where you were like, huh, that's interesting?
1: Yeah, I mean, the discussion around empathy, I think, is kind of important, and the different scales uh, of empathy, the, the indifferent version and the, uh, the excessive version being essentially the same. And that, and that can affect uh, the individuals in the same exact way, even though one overdoes it and the other one just like, yeah, whatever. And then moves on. That's, that's kind of interesting. Cause I'd never really thought about that in that way before. Like empathy to me was always the excessive way. And indifference was just indifference, but they're both the same. That's cool to me. Yeah.
0: That's super interesting. My my big takeaway. You said something about environmental uh, when it comes to masculinity, and the more I'm 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 processing that, I, I I'm not sure where I land yet, but the more that I'm processing it, you know, the environmental impact of masculine male. It, it, you know, as I'm thinking about it, I'm I'm thinking about like. How soft and loving and gentle some men have been in my world until the need environmental need rose, mm-hmm. and so now i gotta i gotta figure out what that means because i I think that that might be an actual key element to true masculinity as opposed to toxic masculinity, I think the environmental part i gotta tease that out some yeah, yeah i don't, I'm not sure what to do with that exactly at the moment, but that was interesting for
1: sure, yeah, pretty cool
0: yeah definitely all right well we're going to go ahead and we're going to wrap up here so that we can uh, get on with our day and uh, i appreciate you joining us um you know at healthy perspectives we're just trying to help and you know now you're you're being part of that which selfishly i love because i get to hang out with you for a little bit um and then uh hopefully it's beneficial to everybody else as well thanks for joining us have a great day Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.